Well, hello and welcome to uh, another episode of the Social Origin Podcast. My name is Daniel and I am here with Ian, is it pronounced Psyches? Yep. Ian from San Yu. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. We're going to get into a lot of fun stuff today and I can't wait to explain to you guys what uh, Bye, Joe is and also learn more about your business, your company, and your story and the amazing difference and impact that you're making uh, as you launch this new brand and this new business. So thanks so much for joining us and uh, let's dive right into it. Welcome to the Social Origin Podcast. Together, we will explore culture, creativity, and business. This is a podcast for artists and entrepreneurs alike. A chance to listen to influencers and thought leaders in the U.S. and Australia. Focusing on where creativity, business, and culture intersect to make an impact for good. Our vision is to cultivate a community of innovative, socially conscious thought leaders. This is Social Orange. So Ian, first off, would love to uh, just learn a little bit more about yourself, your background, um, and then dive into your your company, Sanyu. Yeah, cool. Thanks. No, thanks for having me. Um, a bit of my background, um, I'm... Uh, I guess third generation Tasmanian. Uh, my grandfather moved here when he was sort of in his thirties, um, and then yeah, it's just sort of been a Tasmanian family since then. Um, my personal background is I um, straight out of school went to university, did an engineering degree in civil engineering, uh, and then worked as a civil engineer for sort of uh, around ten years, um, and then have pivoted across to um, starting Sanyu, um, and uh, also bit of a family man. I've got a uh, wife and three kids, little kids, two at school. And um, yeah, so that's what I spend my spare time doing, raising Legend. kids and having fun. Legend. I love it. Three kids at a young age. Like, you're doing well. You're yeah, doing yeah. well. That's yeah, that's awesome. right. We, we went fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, first off, how did you decide to jump in uh, to a new business, obviously working as a civil engineer, making that transition from uh, engineering into well obviously what you're doing now it's a form of engineering but mm. how did you decide to make that that change yeah um i think i'd always known i wanted to do something um like uh like i said when my grandfather came over he sort of immediately went into his own businesses um and so i've got this you know lineage of people doing stuff and see and i got to see how exciting that was and so Working as an engineer, I always had in the back of my head, uh, I'd really like to get something happening, but you're sort of um, in a great position when you're working as a professional where you've got time and you've got time to come up with something that you think is uh, innovative and a great uh, business idea. So um, when I stumbled across Baiju, or Baijo, sorry, um, it just it ticked all the boxes for me. It, um, you know, uh, came up with the idea in 2018, the start of 2018, and by the end of that year, I'd been to China and was sort of full full steam ahead on trying to get this thing happening. Brilliant. Okay, so the age-old question, what is Baijiu? Um, yeah, it's a, Baijiu is a, um, a, a drinking spirit. So um, it's sort of like it would sit in the sort of same area as, say, vodka or, or tequila or something like yeah. that, um, except for... It's the national drink of China. So um, to say you're going to have a drink in China often means you're going to have a Baijiu. Um, the statistic is that um, Baijiu in terms of revenue and volume outsells whiskey, rum, tequila, 
gin and vodka all combined. Yeah. But uh, us in the Western countries have almost never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I know for a fact I never heard of it until until you introduced it to me. So super exciting. And especially with the the capacity and the opportunity that's there to be able to really, um, you know, reach people. I think it's fantastic. But then the, the next question would be, why, uh, why Baijo and Wyatt in in Tasmania, making it in Tasmania, making it in Australia. Like, how did you arrive at this point of like, this is something I'd love to get involved with? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you, my initial thought was um, nobody's doing it. It was 2018. We had all these, um, like a really active tourism industry in Tasmania and Australia. Yeah. And so my initial idea was um, make a really clean, traditionally made baiju and sell it to the tourist market. Yeah. Um, and that whole thing is just like uh, evolved by itself. Um, you know, after going to China, I realized that this is more than just a drinking spirit. It's yeah. like baiju means more in China than whiskey means to me in Australia. It's, wow. a, it's a cultural yeah. product. Um, and so um, over time, it's really evolved into this um, concept of uh, Chinese tradition and culture honored in Tasmania. Yeah. So it's it's a... It's really uh, a reached out hand between Australia and China is how we look at uh, the, the Baijiu now. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things as we were talking um, you know, earlier around the, the history and the culture um, and how it does affect Australian business specifically is uh, the, the concept of gifting and culturally um, uh, gifting uh, within business industry and the way business is done. Can you talk to that and how Baijiu kind of fits in that mix a little bit? Yeah. So um, while we were in China, we learned a lot. Um, When I visited China, it was with one of my um, business partners, Tim, who's a um, Chinese-born, lives in Australia, uh, lives in Tasmania. And so he was really like... um, really good at bridging the gap in the, obviously the culture and the language and all of those things. Um, and something that came across is, um, like Baiju is actually one of the top two gifts given in China. Yeah. Well. And so, um, in a lot of circumstances, if you're meeting for a business meeting or family or friends or whatever, you would meet over a meal. Like they're very, um, community and family oriented. Yeah. And a lot of that orientation happens around a a, a table and you know in a traditional Chinese banquet style all the food is shared yeah. and so you would have your center of food and then closer to you you'd have your baiju and your glass of baiju and so it's it's really a um a product of connection so yeah. um you know if you're going to have a business meeting with someone in China, you probably bring a bottle of baiju with you and exchange it. And there's even like sort of customs around a public exchange with the business to business yep. and then a behind the scenes person to person, um, tre- uh, like giving of gift. And yep. so, um, for us, it's become really apparent that like if an, Aust- if an Australian is doing a business with someone in China or with Chinese culture, yeah. um, to turn up with a bottle of baiju is not just to say, here's something to drink. Yeah. It's to say, I've taken a minute to think about your culture, yeah. what I understand about your culture. Um, and here's something that speaks of where I'm from, like yeah. pure Tasmanian waters, Australian yeah. grains. And so it's really a, um, yeah, it's just this really interesting bridge that I honestly never 
thought that this would be where we ended up, but it's yeah. just how it sort of played out. Um, where an exchange of Sanyu Baiju is really um, a moment to bring honour yeah. into their relationship while trying to speak of Australia, our home. So yeah. it's really interesting That's, dynamic. Well, I, and, you know, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but turning attention to all of the tension that's happening right now around the world and between Australia and China and the U.S. and all the, you know, the whole political landscape where things seem to be escalating. Hmm. Um, you know, it's really important now to, I think, understand and bring understanding. Can you speak a little bit to, to you know, what you think about creating a, a, a time-honored uh, tradition product from China and the importance right now? Yeah, it's uh, like I say, I came up with this concept in 2018. Like the world was, it's like 20 years has happened in the last yeah. four years. And so, you know, our baiju is 100% traditionally made in Tasmania. And um, we follow the methods that we learned in central China. Um, and so the, the deeper I get into baiju is the deeper I get into Chinese tradition and culture, which is the deeper I get into what is different and what is the same. Yeah. And what I'm finding is um, the people are much more similar than we are different. You yeah. know, we've got a lot of trade, a lot of relationships, a lot of family yeah. that are connected between Australia and China. And it's a really important thing. You know, like when COVID hit, the first person to send me a message was Meng Sheng, who's yeah. my, a friend of mine in China. Yeah. You know, like, um, and so all this sort of charge around um, – you know, political um, charges towards each other and all that kind of stuff um, really um, sits at this high level and then our real relationships are where we're sort of um, looking to, um, you know, just continue them on. Like people yeah. are still trading, people are obviously still in friendships, people yeah. are still obviously in family. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of um, keeping those connections alive and and, and and nurtured. Uh, if you could talk to us a little bit more about the role you see Baijo playing um, and really seeing that close to 1 million Chinese-born nationals living in Australia, um, the role that it, it plays in really welcoming welcoming them and uh, inviting them to feel, feel at home. Can you talk to a little bit more to what you see uh, what that impact could be. Yeah, it's a really interesting point because, you know, like um, like I said, my family's a migrant family. My I've got uncles and aunties that were still born in Holland. Um, and so we're sort of, um, I can see how my Dutch background has been sort of proliferated and accepted into Australia. And I don't 100% see the same thing with the, you know, the, the Chinese or the Asian continent um, cultures like yeah. we, obviously we've got restaurants and like you know if you look at the best foods that are in each town a lot of them are asian yeah. or asian inspired or Absolutely. fusion like that and they've got this awesome culture and tradition that's like it's more than it, it just blows your mind it's like yeah. more than you can ever imagine and it's like really deep it's really rich and so w what we've tried to do is take a small segment of that and then give it a home here in tasmania yeah and our, my vision of Sanyu is to become not just a Baijiu maker, it's yeah. to host events, it's to, um, it's got 
so much more depth yeah. than a Western New Year yeah. is Chinese New Year. Mind of, you know, if we can grow this, I think we can really create, um, you know, take what is really interesting and great about Chinese tradition and culture and honour it in Australia. Yeah. And that's great for everybody because, like I say, like the best restaurants are, you know, Chinese and stuff in, yeah. in, in, in town. Yeah. And so, like, if you take the best things from a really great and deep, deep culture, I yeah. just think it's got endless possibilities and like it's just something that I sense that there's a real um, interest from in the Australian community. Yeah, I love that. And uh, for us here at the Social Origin Podcast, we're actually all about culture, creativity and business. And so one of the things I love about your story and the journey that you're on right now is you're endeavoring to create something that's truly innovative and you're endeavoring to uh, create something that appreciates culture in a very, very unique way, so much so that you're, you're willing to invest and, and also really just, I guess, uh, yeah, put a stake in the ground to say this is something that's substantial, that matters. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, innovation and the role that innovation has played in, in this whole experiment and journey for you so far? Yeah, um, so like initially when I was looking at making a spirit, um, I just went down the road of, okay, how are other spirits made? How do people make whiskey in Tasmania? How are people making gin in Tasmania? Um, and then started assembling all the information on how, uh, baiju can be made. And it, it's, it's, you know, to say baiju in China is to like to say wine in Europe. It can yep. mean so many different things, you know, a sparkling wine, a red yep. wine, it's all different processes. Um, and so is the same with baiju, like the input ingredients can be different. The methods can be different. Um, but because we were really interested in what is the traditional method, um, we uh, went down the track of looking at what they call solid state fermentation and distillation, which is reasonably unique uh, in Baijiu, but is um, sort of roughly uh, similar in other Asian countries. Like if you're making sake, it can be yeah. solid state and fermentation. So it's, um, but so for us to learn how to make baiju, we got through the most of 2018 and just, I had the method written down in front of me. I knew exactly what to do. I couldn't get it happening. Wow. And so we traveled to China, sort of cleaned up what we had wrong in our process and had a look at how they were doing things and arrived back from China, super stoked that we were yeah. going to be able to do it and still couldn't do it. Wow. Um, and so that's when we brought in our third partner, which is actually um, Chris DeBono, uh, and he's a um, fermentation sort of expert. He makes um, miso uh, in his own business, and he sort of unlocked the science for us in what in what is a process that can be described to us easily in a method. Yeah, he sort of unlocked the science behind what each step of that method means. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we've we've managed to. We think we've we've been trying to look around and see if anyone else is doing it. Solid state fermentation, distillation with no imported materials, and we think we were the first ones to do it um, outside of China. Which is, it's like it's super exciting. Yeah. And what it means is, um, the baiju that comes out of our process is distinctly Tasmanian. Yeah, like there's nothing like it. Yeah, it is what it is. Like the first time we see liquid, 
it is actually Baijiu coming out of the steel. Yeah. Like the rest of the time, it's all just on cooked grains. So Fantastic. it's been a real big, big journey. And I have people reaching out to me quite often with, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about doing Baijiu. How do you do it? And I'm like, that took me four years <laughs> to figure out. I'm not going to – I'm happy to like – And also – Quite a bit of of trial, error, and investment, and everything else. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's a big risks. Like yeah. we we ordered the equipment. Like obviously we had to keep everything moving, so we've yeah. ordered all this full size equipment um, yeah. directly from China. Um, you know, each fermentation is six ton of grain, wow. which is a big investment yeah. in itself. Um, so yeah, it's a. I'm happy to help people. I'm happy to discuss yeah. it with them. Um, but it's not a matter of. Um, changing your gin process to a yep. whiskey uh, to a baijo process yep. um if you're going to do it traditionally solid state it's all custom equipment yep. and it's a lot of work wow no hats off to you honestly like that's <laughs> like you've taken the leap and uh i'm so excited for the journey so far i think it's absolutely brilliant you know, but can you tell us a little bit more about san yu and where the name originated from yeah so um the Chinese language is very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really symbolic. Um, and so there's lots of ways of saying the same thing using different characters or saying different things using the same characters. It's a, it's a really um, complicated language for from a Western point of view. From an English point of view, it's very complicated. I'm, I'm sure they come back and look at English and think that's, that makes no sense yeah. as well. So um, Sanyu itself um, is the opinion translation of effectively three friends and so for us that represented initially three founders i've got uh, myself um tim Yi, who's based down in hobart and then chris de bono who's based up here in launceston with the fermentation expertise um but it also speaks to our process you know there's um the the fermentation distillation and aging which is what really makes us unique is those three distinct things our fermentation is one of a kind our distillation is the Chinese traditional kind and we're doing the first clay pot ageing outside of China. Um, it also speaks to our ingredients. We've kept it really simple and traditional. Uh, in the, we, we learnt in the tradition of the Maotai style, which is a town in central China, um, which makes the most famous brand, um, which is literally Maotai. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we only have three ingredients. It's wheat, which makes our red sorghum which is our bulk grain and then it's just water in the um, form of steam effectively um, and then it also for us just speaks a relationship in general like you know the our ultimate goal is someone from Australia meeting with someone with either Chinese heritage or from China meeting together over a bottle of baiju and that's that triangle again it's sort of that that um, just that vision of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No, I think that's fantastic. Mm. No, well done. And uh, well, Ian, thank you so much for taking time out to come on the social origin podcast, to share your story. Yeah. And I cannot wait to uh, get my hands on a bottle and, uh, and uh, we'll review that and, and check it all out as well. So it'll be sweet. Yeah. Thanks so much. No, thanks for having me. It's no um, yeah, a pleasure. Thanks so much for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe to stay up to date for everything that's coming up on the Social Logic Podcast. We'll see you soon.